Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. This is New York Game Day with Anita Marks and Chris Canty on 98.7 ESPN. Dan Grosso. Dan, how you doing today? Oh, Chris, that is some introduction. My goodness, now I have to live up to it. My gosh, you're putting me on a pedestal there. How are you? It's good to talk to you as always, buddy. I'm doing good. Are you ready for the holidays? I'm ready to rock and roll, but we got to take care of some business first today, right? Nothing like football during the holiday season, right? It just adds another element to it. Love the holidays. Everything's great, right? But then when you factor in the football, too, there's nothing better, and we got a great day for some Jet Steelers today. Yeah, let's just hope that uh, the Jets don't put a coal in Jets fan stocking by laying an egg uh, out there this Sunday. But I want to get into this game a little bit with you. Jamal yeah. Adams coming back from his two-game absence. What do we expect from him, and how big of a role is he going to play if the Jets are going to pull off the upset against the Steelers? Well, you would think he would play a big role, right? Because before he went down, remember, Chris, he was playing at an absolutely high level, probably as good a stretch of football that we've seen out of Jamal Adams since he came into the National Football League. And, you know, he was rewarded with his second consecutive Pro Bowl berth earlier in the week here. And, look, you know that he hates missing time. That game against the Cincinnati Bengals, when he messed up his ankle on the first series of the game, but yet he hung in there and virtually still gutted out the entire game. I mean, this guy wanted to play even last week. And you heard Adam Gase talk about it. You know, what we have to do what's best for Jamal I mean if he's going to have it his way he would be out there so you know I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of rust he's going to have to go out there and work this thing out you know you played the game it's one thing going out there and doing it in practice but there's a different sort of speed from practice to the game and I think that you're going to see that here with Jamal but hey if he's anything close to 100% Chris you're going to expect to see him in the box you know that Greg Williams is going to want him to wreak havoc all over the backfield especially going up against the rookie Duck Hodge who we know, as we saw last week, has a penchant for turning the football over, and the Jets hope to capitalize on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think if the Jets are going to have any chance of being able to win this game, that defense is going to have to steal some extra possessions for their offense, especially facing off against that Steelers defense, who's very good, especially at taking Mm -hmm. the football away, which leads me to the next big storyline that we have coming into this game. It's the first time that Le'Veon Bell is going to be facing off against his former team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, coming off of a season-high 21 carries last week against the Baltimore Ravens, has yet to crack 100 yards rushing this season. What do you see from him in this game today? Well, it's interesting, too, because obviously, you know, that any running back, the success or failures that he's going to have, a lot of it is going to be predicated by what he has in front of him. And we're talking about the offensive line. And look, that's been a makeshift unit all season long for this Jets team. And you're going to see another different combination this afternoon. It's probably going to be the eighth different one. Do you believe this? We're in week 16, eight different offensive line combinations that this team has had to trot out there because Tom Compton, who had taken over at right guard for Brian Winters, and had done actually a pretty good job. He's not going to play today likely with a calf injury so you're going to see either Connor McDermott or Brent Qualley take over at that right guard position but you know back to Lev and and I understand look uh, he was a Pittsburgh Steeler he was a tremendous player as a Pittsburgh Steeler he was arguably the best back in football one of the best playmakers in football but it's funny Chris because if this was Le'Veon Bell first season away from Pittsburgh, then maybe I could buy into that a little bit. But we're now two years removed, right? Because he didn't play in 2018. So a lot of the guys that he even was teammates with back in 2017, you know, those guys aren't around anymore. You know, Roethlisberger's not playing, of course, his quarterback from his time in Pittsburgh. I'm sure he's going to want to go over and make a point 
But I think more importantly than anything else, I think that if you're Le'Veon Bell, you just want to look to build off of what you did in that Thursday night game against the Baltimore Ravens, where, as you put it, you know, 87 yards, your best rushing day of the season. And I think you want to close the season strong here going into an offseason, which, let's face it, I think there's going to be a lot of uncertainty as to whether or not He's still going to be a member of the New York Jets next year. You've heard all the same stuff and the rumors and the reports about, you know, how he factors into here long term. So I think that it helps the Jets. It's going to help Le'Veon Bell if he finishes strong here with a couple of good performances to close out the season. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of closing out the season, I know Chris Johnson gave Adam Gates the vote of confidence about a month ago saying that he would return as the head coach in 2020. But Dan, as far as you're concerned, and nobody watches more Jets football than you, these next two games that the Jets have coming up against playoff contending teams, Pittsburgh Steelers, the Buffalo Bills, how far do these games go in terms of being able to instill confidence that Adam Gase is the right head coach for this team? I don't know if it's going to be the end-all, be-all, because remember, as you said, Christopher Johnson came out at the middle of the season and said, yeah, he's our coach, he's coming back next year, which you know may or may not have been premature, so... I think that, of course, the coach is coming back next year. Now, look, you want to close strong. I mean, you played the game for a number of years. There's something to be said about winning and playing good football in December. Because in a perfect world, you're getting yourself ready for the playoffs. You want to go into January football on a high note with confidence. And in the Jets' case, there's not going to be any postseason. But winning in December still means something, I feel. So if you close strong and, let's say, finish at 7-9, and nine, then you come into next season with a healthier group. And hopefully you have better luck when it comes to the injuries and whatnot and maybe this time next year we're talking about a Jets team that's getting ready for the postseason these games I think can serve as some sort of a foundation and let's be honest Chris they're winnable football games I mean this Steelers team is not unbeatable I mean they have you know a litany of injuries they're starting a third string quarterback today who we know is unproven um and next week's game against the Buffalo Bills because they lost yesterday up in Foxborough Buffalo's locked into the number five seed. Do you really think that Sean McDermott is going to play his number ones for 60 minutes next week and risk injury as they get set for the postseason? So I think the Jets are going to be looking at a JV Buffalo team a lot next Sunday, which means, you know, you have a chance to finish strong here. Talking with Dan Grosser, the voice of Jets pre and post game. Dan, got to talk about another guy that's making a return from injury today on the defensive side of the ball, Quinnen Williams. What do we expect to see from him today? Is he going to be on a pitch count or is, is Quinnen Williams ready to go? I don't think you're going to see him out there for, you know, 80% of the snaps because that's not how Greg Williams uses his defensive line. You know, the good thing about this unit, they have six guys and a lot of them are unheralded players like Kyle Phillips, for example, who was an undrafted free agent out of Tennessee. Uh, you'll hear from him in the pregame show today. I did a one-on-one with him during the week. You know, guys like that, Kyle Phillips, Jordan Willis, you know, the veteran Steve McClendon, Henry Anderson, and then you have Quinnen Williams here, uh, among others. Those guys shuttle, you know, shuffle in and out of the lineup. He manages the snap count, and those guys all find a way to make contributions. Now, Williams hasn't been a guy who necessarily has been the disruptor in the backfield, maybe like you would have expected for a number three overall pick, but it's a different game. You know that, Chris. You know, and I don't think that if you look at a Quinn and Williams, his production is measured solely on sacks. You know, he's not an edge rusher. Um, I think that there's still a lot for him to learn. I think he'd be the first to tell you that. And the injuries have hampered him a little bit. Remember, he had that high ankle sprain earlier in the season. He got hurt in week one, as a matter of fact, against the Bills. He only missed a couple of games. That could have probably knocked him out maybe four or five weeks. Maybe he rushed back a little too soon. But this year, I think, by and large, has been a learning experience for him. And I think you'll see a better Quinn Williams in year number two. 
Dan, I don't want to spoil your last segment of the pregame show, but I'm yeah. going to ask you for your prediction for today's game between the Jets and the Steelers. What you got? Yeah, I think they play well, actually. I, I think they're going to win the game. And, you know, I think a lot of it is going to be, and you and I were talking before we came on the air here, I think a lot of it is going to be about ball security. Which one of these two QBs is going to be able to protect the football more? It's no secret that Duck Hodges last week in the Steelers' loss to the Bills, he turned the football over four times, and ultimately it cost them the game. Now, they still were competitive, as you said, but... I don't expect the Steelers to allow him to air the football out and take as many chances. Last week, Pittsburgh dialed up 38 passes to only 14 runs, and you saw the litany of errors that came from the quarterback. If you're Sam Darnold, you want to protect the football as well. I think that's going to be something that you always watch with Sam here in year number two. You know, he's had he had a bad interception last week against Baltimore. He had one the previous week as well against the Miami Dolphins. But by and large, he's doing a better job of ball security, and I think it you know, might be cliche, but whichever one of these two quarterbacks protects the football better, that's who's going to walk away a winner today, Chris. All right, Dan, appreciate your insights. Thanks for making a few minutes for us. Uh, have a great pregame show. I'll see you out there at MetLife Stadium. Will do, Chris. Thanks as always, buddy. Merry Christmas. All right, Merry Christmas to you. That is Dan Gross. This is New York Game Day with Anita Marks and Chris Canty on 98.7 ESPN.